This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Welcome to today's show with myself, Lauren Jacobs. It's Radio K Pulpit and it's Voice of Change time. Time to, you know, settle down and settle in and be with me because we're going to have a great show today. It is a public holiday today. So I hope that you've been having a good one. I hope that you've got some much needed rest or maybe just had some much needed fun out with friends, connecting, being in this place where we're not isolated, but we are actually connecting with one another. Maybe you've been doing that or maybe you've been doing some Netflix and chill, which is so good for your mental health sometimes. Or maybe you've been spending some time praying or just been quiet gardening, which is so therapeutic. Whatever you've been doing, I pray it has been a huge blessing for you. Today on the show, I'm joined by an incredible, incredible lady, Milan Murray. Now, Milan is actually the founder, the company director and the author of the My Story Tribe. What is the My Story Tribe? Well, I'm going to tell you all about it on the show, but it's really about emotional growth for tweens, reflections, mindfulness, and also we're going to be talking about something that has become a movement that was inspired, that was birthed in the boardroom of the My Story Tribe. And that is the hashtag you can sit with us movement. Now, this was an initiative that has become a movement. If you're thinking, what is this, you know, you can sit with us. If you've seen people wearing those t-shirts with a hashtag that says you can sit with us and a lot of people wearing it, celebrities and all sorts of people are wearing it. Maybe you've even got a t-shirt. Well, it was started with Milan and this company and these incredible humans that she works with and they have just inspired so many so she's going to be with me telling you all about how this became a movement but what it's really about and what we really should be reflecting on when we say hashtag you can sit with us what should we be reflecting on today i also want to take you into how you can be there for your children you know how emotionally we can be there for our children our children have gone through so much over the last two years and are still struggling to process everything that's been happening today on the show we're going to be giving you some emotional aids for your children we're going to be talking about you know how children can take ownership of their life and be the authors of their life see themselves as powerful in their stories And you know what? We're going to be equipping you as a parent and maybe even as a homeschooler or a teacher to be able to do that. So this is the show. This is where you want to be. Enjoy it. And Milan is with me after this. Milan, it's so good to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for joining me on the show. And before we get into our very, very exciting conversation, welcome, welcome. And I hope that you're having a wonderful day today. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yes, um, it is almost end of the year. We are, we've put up the Christmas tree yesterday, so we're all <laughs> we're in good spirits at the moment. That's really, really cool. You know what? It's, it's kind, of, kind of quite hectic, isn't it, when you get to this kind time of year because it's kind of like you feel a little bit tired, but you're trying to get into the mood. So it's, it's, it's really, actually, it's quite like, it's weird, isn't it, where you're having to juggle those different things like, oh, we've had this intense year and but it's good to hear that you guys are in good spirits. That's really good. Yeah, I think at the end of every year, you feel like you are 
um, losing a bit of momentum and losing energy. But mm. fortunately, um, this year we do have a little bit of a holiday to look forward to. So um, yeah, that that keeps us going for the next couple of weeks. <laughs> oh, that's going to be stunning. You know, I think it's it's definitely necessary, and that self care and that self love is so important. You know, for all of us, especially for families as well, it's so important at this time. And you know, one of the things that that I'm going to, you know, I really want to chat about right from the beginning is something that's become a little bit of a movement that we've seen, like people who are on social media or you know, people who love Instagram and and everything mm. that's new. We've seen these wonderful T-shirts. A lot of people have been wearing them. You know, some celebrities, some. Just, you know, people posting on their social media with this hashtag on, hashtag you can sit with us. You know, it's like a movement. Tell us about this initiative, which I believe has now become something so much bigger. Yes, um, it has. Initially, at the My Story Tribe, um, the company that I have, um, where we focus on emotional growth for tweens, okay. we decided to... Uh, make every September a hashtag month. So we thought, okay, every year we will choose a hashtag in September and then just start conversation about things that are important to us, the values that we have as a company and um, for me personally as well. And so You Can Sit With Us was a, an idea that, that we came up with in the boardroom to, to help tweens and their families to talk about inclusivity. Mm. And we literally thought it was going to be a focus for September and then it just it it ran away with us it, it, it spread like a wildfire and obviously now it's not only for tweens people in their um, corp in the corporate sector are wearing it um, teachers are wearing it um, we see I mean as you say celebrities groups of friends and we've had a running group a, a a running club wear it and um, an MTB club so yeah it's spreading and 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 that's, that's what it's about, to talk about inclusivity. Hmm. So tell us a bit more about, you, you know, what you guys kind of came up with when you talk about inclusivity. Is it really just about, you know, um, kind of acceptance of one another, kind of exploring kindness? Mm -hmm. it, was that something that was on your heart? What was the vision behind it? What was kind of your guys' heart sense that you had when you came up with this? Because really, obviously, it's, it's really pulled on people's hearts and it's really pulled on people's desire because they've kind of yeah. been like, no, it's not just a September hashtag now. It's something we need to yeah. think about. Yeah, and it, it, it's actually more than one thing. If you talk to one group about inclusivity and you talk to another group, it, it's different for different people. But for us, because we focus on tweens, we realize that within the schools nowadays, Children need guidance as to how to be inclusive. Because when I was at school, everybody in my class fairly looked the same. Um, we came from more or less the same household. So it was easy to include everybody. Mm. Now, um, households look different. I mean, you, uh, so many single um, parent households. Sometimes mm. there's two mothers or two fathers. Sometimes... Um, you know, the, the, the mates in your class are, they don't look like you, they don't believe like you, um, they come from a completely different culture, they, they might even speak a different language as their first language. So we need to teach our children, how do we hug all of these people, you know, mm. um, if, if I can put it like that, how can you include them? And that doesn't mean they have to become your best friend, but it is 
about kindness. It is about seeing the human behind all of these differences and how to be kind, how to include, how to, to actually take notice if someone is not a part of the group. And that is difficult for kids, obviously, when you're very young as a child, before the age of about six, you do that easily because everybody is my buddy. And then the ego starts around about age six and seven, and you see yourself as different from others. And I think then, then um, you start noticing differences, you start noticing um, you know, things that, that, that you might not recognize and that you might frown upon. And I think it's important for households and for schools to talk about um, inclusivity and how can we um, yeah, make the circle bigger. Mm. Sure, I love this. I feel as though you know this is something that adults need to learn. Very much Absolutely. so. Although, <laughs> although we're yes. talking about teaching to our children, I kind of think that a lot of people would probably be, you know, as they kind of going through this with their kids, they would be thinking, actually, uh, yes. I have a few of these issues. <laughs> I'm trying to teach my kids to be kind. What was quite inspirational is one of the schools in our area um, contacted us. They wanted to make the You Can Sit With Us campaign a part of their um, school ethos. And um, it actually started with one mom, one mom who saw the T-shirts and then she contacted the moms in her child's class. Mm -hmm. And she said to the moms, listen, we have the Barbie moms in the class. We have the sporty moms in the class. We have the corporate moms in the class. And we we get catty and we don't get along. Mm -hmm. Let's model the you can sit with us value amongst each other amongst ourselves and let's then teach that to our children and so now that school um they've got a you can sit with us day every month and then wow. the, the the children wear the t-shirts and obviously the conversation is is put out there um, mm. in the classrooms as well i love this uh, it's it's so powerful mm. and i can easily see why this you know could start off as as kind of something that was an initiative but something that is truly a movement. It's it's really beautiful. And I think that when we begin to understand each other, we almost begin to not be so wary of someone. You know, sometimes you're kind of yeah. weary of someone, whether you're a child or an adult, just because they are different from you. And uh, it's, it's very, very interesting. This is such a powerful conversation. And I want to actually talk about, because you've alluded to, obviously, the My Story Tribe. And I want to talk about, well, I would say the story behind the My Story mm -hmm. Tribe. So tell us a bit about what you do with it. You know, what's the mission, the vision, the passion behind it? Okay, so the My Story Tribes actually started because of my personal experience with my children in primary school. I realized that there are so many challenges for them. There's a lot out there for teenagers, I feel, when it comes to emotional support. But we need to catch them when they're younger. So many teen suicides um, have mm. done the rounds now in the past couple of years, and it's, it's concerning. Mm. And I realized that the, the, the things that kids face in primary school, like um, performance pressure and um, friendships, and it's not only bullying. I mean, we, we immediately go to bullying as the main issue, but there are things like not being included or um, the, 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 the pressure from our parents to, to perform, that feeling of disappointment when we didn't make the team hmm. um, around grade six, the hormones are coming in. So, so many challenges and I felt like there's nothing in the market to support them and to help them to grow emotionally and to, 
to gain confidence. Mm. So the Mastery Tribe is a, a platform for tweens. And I say tweens, I use the term loosely. It's for six to 13-year-olds. Mm. And we develop products and um, and courses and things for emotional growth. So our our biggest seller is our emotional growth journals. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's journals that help kids to recognize their own story and to recognize their part as the author of their story. Mm-hmm. So the journals in, encourage them to say, if I have to write down about you know my story today, who was the villain in my story today? Who was the hero? Um, what was the most surprising plot twist of today? And then if I can write my story tomorrow, what would I write? To empower children to realize that they have a say, they can influence tomorrow by the choices they make. Um, so um, obviously we have big dreams for, um, for all the years down the line. At the moment, we've just launched our teacher lesson plans because we feel that we need to get into schools as well, support teachers and help them to support the tweens. And then obviously um, we have psychologists and psychiatrists, uh, occupational therapists that are on standby to help our parents as well and to help them um, with, with, well, advice and um, just a bit of pit course, you know, every mm. week in our newsletter to, to guide our, our parents to support their tweens in their emotional journey. Sure. You know, I feel something like this, uh, two things come to mind. I remember when I was young, you know, oftentimes feeling very powerless. You know, you're, mm. you're not as, as a child, there's things that maybe you observe in your family that you don't feel happy about, or you just feel like you don't have any real control over your life. And it's, it's, you know, you don't realize that you are, you can be the author of your story. So sometimes you live feeling a little bit powerless, you know, because as children, you are, you know, you're reliant on the adult figures or guardians of your life and to make mm. good choices and to help and things. But sometimes, you know, you can get lost in all of that and it doesn't always work out the way that you want it to. And I think that something like this is so powerful. And I was having to look through this journal that you're referring to. And I loved also about, you know, you know, about exploring your dreams as well. Because as adults, we talk so much about our dreams, don't we? We go, you know, what are you dreaming? Or, you know, oh, you want to start a new business or you want to do this. But children have dreams as well. We have dreams from when we're young. And oftentimes when we're older, I ask people, you know, what was your childhood dream? Because often that's a marker for who you need to become when you get older. And sometimes then we forget because, you know, you were a child like 20 years ago, you were a tween 20 years ago. What was I really dreaming about when I was like six or seven or eight? And that purity of the dream is still so relevant when you're older, you know? We have a saying at the tribe, make time to daydream. It's the first draft of your story. Hmm. It's so important to take that time and, um, Yes, daydream. Um, you, you said now about um, our, our emotions when we're younger and how to sort of start that conversation, how to express how we feel. Uh, we've developed a door hanger, you know, uh, one of those hangers that you put on your your door handle at a hotel. Oh, yes. Um, it's a door hanger that, that actually has a wheel on it that can turn to show your emotion today. And we encourage our tweens to hang that on your bedroom door and turn that wheel to the emotion that you are feeling. And it's just a face. 
It's a yeah. face, it's a facial expression of happy or sad or angry or fr frustrated. And that's the first um, part of the communication, I suppose. That's, a, that's the first way of telling your parents how you feel is showing them on your, your door hanger. And I think that's empowering because mm. kids don't always know how to start the conversation. They might not feel great today, but they don't know what to say and, and how to tackle that. So, um, so that is a, is a wonderful way of communicating, but not necessarily having the pressure of having to know all the words and, you know, a whole mm. explanation of, of where you're at emotionally. Mm. So, well, again, I was thinking, you know, how powerful this is. And we always talk about, you know, teaching children emotional tools and aids in school. Mm -hmm. I hear it a lot. People say, we, we need to actually get this in schools, you know, because then when we become adults, we will have these tools that we've been given. Even when we were younger, you know, we hear, I actually hear people say it often. There's certain things that should be in school, you know, like financial, you know, advice and mental health advice and emotional <laughs> advice. So this is very cool that you guys are getting this in schools. Have you seen, you know, quite um, some positivity with that? Oh, yes, absolutely. I, I, the, the private schools that have uh, more control over their own curriculum, they uh, want to uh, make this a part of their life orientation uh, mm. curriculum. So we are working with quite a few schools in, in, um, in the process to do that. So that's exciting. Um, obviously, we would love to, to talk to the Department of Education and get this in governmental schools as well. We there is this wonderful new subject that I didn't have when I was growing up and that's life orientation. Yeah. But now I feel like my, my daughter actually wrote life orientation today. And it feels like in the past three years, she learned so much about drugs. Oh. <laughs> in life orientation. Oh, no. I'm like, but where's the mental health, you know, yes. great to teach them about drugs, drugs and not to use them and all of that. But I mean, put that aside just for a little yeah. and, and focus on, on, on the tools that they need to be resilient and to adapt um, and to make plans. I mean, to be, I mean, creative problem solving, that is what our kids need nowadays. Awesome. So yeah, we are excited about the influence that we might have um, on schools and in the curriculum. And yes, that's, that's part of the dream. Mm. And I think that's so important as well. You know, a lot of people and maybe some listening to the show are homeschoolers. And I think this would be brilliant to add to a homeschooling curriculum. Yes, um, we, we definitely are looking into that as well. And our teacher lesson plans are available as a, um, as a digital downloadable um, package. Mm -hmm. And that's so great if moms and, and dads want to use it in, that, in their homes. It is very um, easily um, accessible and user-friendly, yeah. there's a teacher script that you can follow if you, if you even want to go into as much detail as that. There's activities, downloadable activities to do in the classroom. And then there's a little video, a mind, we call it the Mindful Minute, um, a little video, and then obviously lots of other resources to use for every 40-minute class that there is. Hmm. So um, yes, absolutely, people can just contact us and we can, um, we can make that available to our homeschool parents as well. 
Mm, that's awesome. And you know what? We're going to take a really quick music break. We don't want you to go anywhere because towards the end of the show, we're going to share those details with you and how you can connect and how you can, you know, it, maybe you're a homeschooler or maybe not even a homeschooler, but you're just someone who is now leaning in and going, oh my goodness, this is what I want to use with my children outside of school, just you know, in the family, we're going to give you all those details towards the end of the show. But don't go anywhere. We're going to take a really quick music break. Milan is still going to be with me. So don't go anywhere. Enjoy some music. You're with me, Lauren Jacobs, here on Voice of Change today. And it's so good that you are with me because I think, you know, when we think about tweens, when we think about our kids, we begin to realize as well that the last two years, in fact, have been quite difficult on them. And, you know, we need emotional aids. We need help with our children so that we can help them become resilient and also help them realize that they actually are the author of this story. And so I'm joined by Milan Murray. And Milan, I wanted to say that was something that also I was thinking about a lot. You know, it's coming up in conversation a lot on how much pressure, you know, the mental health of children, you know, just this feeling that children have been under immense pressure. You know, this mm-hmm. year we did think when January 2021 came that things would be quite different. You know, and I think that for a lot of us now, we're wondering what's going to happen in January 2022 is things going to be different. Have you seen that children need quite a lot of emotional support at this time? Because we often think that it's just adults that are often taking a lot of strain. You know, there's work strain or people have lost their jobs or people have lost loved ones. You know, we know COVID and everything that's happening, the uncertainty of life. But have you found that children are needing more help emotionally and mentally at the moment. Yeah. Um, our occupational therapist, Chantal Huisels, she um, keeps talking about how children are disconnected. And it starts with the very physical thing of having to wear a mask and not being able to touch people. Mm. And the very, very young ones, the grade R, grade one, grade two, um, learners that are still very dependent on their teacher's emotional state of mind and their teacher's emotional connection they cannot read their teacher's face they don't know um teachers in the um primary in the ground phase are usually very animated specifically to include those those kids to make them feel welcome in class Um, and they the kids can't see that the kids can't hug their teacher in the morning they're not allowed to even touch their friend so kids are disconnected and so they disconnect emotionally as well Uh, so it's very very dangerous and and it's been going on for too long as you say we're moving into another year Um, and and Chantal says that they find it in their private practice that they don't have space anymore so many kids are seeing um, psychiatrists and psychologists now because of anxiety Mm. And it's growing and and you can't blame them. You can't blame the kids for not being anxious because there's no certainty. Um, And you're talking about the adults who, you know, we are aware of the financial impact of this pandemic, but the kids pick up on that too. And I, and I think they, even though we don't, we don't want to burden them with it. They know, and they pick up on the stress at home. Um, so, I, I, yeah, I do think that now more than ever, kids need tools to help them process what is happening in their world at the moment. And journaling is, is one. At the My Story Tribe, we have four habits, and journaling is one of the habits. But one of the other habits that we have 
is art. We feel very strongly about using art to express. And when, when, when parents think about art, they, they immediately think, oh, okay, um, artistic talent, uh, art mm. supplies, painting. It's not. It's, it's merely a form of putting down on a page how I feel. So our art journal, um, we, we are actually launching our art journal in the next day or two. Um, and that specifically is geared at helping children to express through um, a very simple art prompt to think about, um, for instance, one of the prompts would be, if you were an animal, what would that be and why? And then draw that animal and its prints, footprints on the page. And just that tiny um, prompt will help a child connect with themselves again. Who am I? Why do I feel like this is the animal that I want to um, associate with? Yeah. And something like that becomes a psychological process for a child to connect, reconnect with themselves and to then express that on the page. And in that way, we tell our story through art as well. Mm. Yeah, so I, I do think it's very important specifically in this time. Mm, wow, thank you so much for that. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting. I did art therapy a few years ago. I think it was back in mm. 2018. I was going through a very, very difficult time in my own life. And being a creative, I thought, I really want to go somewhere where I don't have to just sit and talk. I can just be expressive in a different way, you know. And uh, what you're explaining just sounds so much like art therapy. You know, it's, a, it's basic. Art therapy is quite basic, but, but at the same time quite deep, you know. And you, you are exploring something that you don't have to use so many words for because sometimes we get lost in the words. And, and I can imagine, like you said earlier on, for children, they don't always know the words. You don't know the words. I mean, you're not, you don't know how to say or how to speak or what to say. You know, I remember as a child being very, very anxious and all I could say for years, you know, was my hands, my hands are sore. And so my parents never really knew what was going on with me because all I would say was my hands are sore. But we realize now that I'm older, like your arms go a bit dead and you're a bit numb when you have a panic attack, you know, so that's what was happening. We just don't have the words when we're younger. And it's so yeah. important that as, as adults, though, we... We learn also about our children and then we can know, okay, actually my child keeps telling me that their hands are dead, for example, like, and, and if they're panicking. So there's something to this. And I think we need to be aware. I know that we are all going through so much right now. And I know that mental health just in general has really, really taken a dip. I was speaking to a doctor just this week and they were saying that the increase of people who are coming to the GP um, for help with their mental health uh, is is obviously has increased so much, but again, we also know that our children are are in this as well, and I think it's so important as adults to you know be mindful of that and to begin to look at, at what our children need. So, you know, over this December time, you know, what would you say? How can families just reconnect again? Because that sense of disconnectedness that's so real. Not being able, children not being able to see the teacher's face, not being able to touch a friend, not being able to. It's just crazy. This is craziness. What would you say to, to parents that are listening right now, even grandparents or guardians of children? How can we go about connecting, you know, and creating safe spaces for our children emotionally? You know, especially during December, we do get some holidays time. We might not be going away. 
but uh, there is there is time we can make that time what would you say to to adults who need to do that right now I think the most important thing is time um, it is undivided attention even if you've got two parents in the household that works and you get home at night um, even if it's that 10 minutes uh, and you have to work right through the holidays your undivided attention and the time that you spend talking and listening to your children i think that is invaluable and share your own experiences because our kids can see that we also are going through things mm. and if we can have conversations you know that dinner conversations around the table um ask questions and talk about throw a topic in the middle and say let's talk about um anxiety mm. um or let's talk about um being unmotivated or not having a dream anymore because we feel like my daughter said the other day um she doesn't want to dream she doesn't want to have a goal because mm. it's not going to happen anyway you know yeah. so there's that negativity and i think if we have conversations and talk and share as adults people need to see us vulnerable too and then mm. they will open up so i think yeah i think that's and for that you don't need money you don't need a, a seaside holiday yeah. it can just around your kitchen table yeah mm, i love that and you know that is so important I, i just feel like you know taking a moment and saying to someone that is listening that is what it's really about i know that this year as well people have increased the amount of time that they're working or trying to work as well to make ends meet but sometimes your children really really need you you know they really need your presence in their life and they really need you to connect with them and i think that that's so important and i i really just you know really pray that you know people that are listening will will take that to heart and realize it's your presence that your children need you know that your family need as well it's your it's you listening and just being there and i think that that's very important melana also wanted to say you know for people that you know i think that there's so many beautiful things that the my story tribe does we've we've spoken you know initially about this hashtag you can sit with us in these wonderful t-shirts that people can wear and you know that's the first thing i'm going to ask if people want to grab one of these t-shirts where can they do that so we part with part with a wonderful company pick a tea um and they do the t-shirts for us so you can literally order directly from them pick a tea.co.za and um, they've got the t-shirts in their online store and um you can order from them and if you are a school that want to order more than 20 then they have a special price a, a school discount as well Mm, awesome. So go on over to pickatea.co.za and go and grab your t-shirt and maybe you want to wear it over your December holidays and you know, well, you may be camping and making friends with someone new, you know, and you're thinking, well, I wouldn't naturally talk to that person, but I'm going to, you know, because this is about learning from one another and so go on over and get that t-shirt. Now also, for people who want to know more about the my story tribe for homeschoolers people that want to grab a journal for their children and start this journey over december and over into 2022 how can people do that um so on our website themystorytribe.com um you can order anything that we um that we publish and um you can also connect with us there if if you want to speak to me specifically you can send me an email to hello@themystorytribe.com uh we are actually thinking of 
getting um, a WhatsApp line because a lot of people need some advice and need some um, to connect over this time. So we will put that on our social media pages as well. So we have an Instagram and a Facebook page, The My Story Tribe. Mm. Awesome. Now you have all the details. Please go on over to the My Story Tribe and also follow them on social media as well. I love all the posts that come up. And there's something that's on the high on your highlights on Instagram called the Sunday Centering Thought, which I really yes. actually quite like. But uh, yes. as <laughs> as we are broadcasting and you know being with each other on a Thursday, what <laughs> would your Thursday centering thought be in closing for anyone that's listening right now. What would your centering thought be for us as we go off into these December holidays, which can be quite intense sometimes? Mm, Okay. So I will pick one that we have posted recently, but that is when I let go, I am lighter. Mm. It's a very simple, very, very simple thing. And it's very logical. But when I let go, I become lighter. Mm. And I'm sure quite a struggle when we become adults <laughs> yes. to, to relinquish that, you know, letting, you know, that control. But when I yes. let go, I become lighter. Let's take that with us into December. You know, Milan, I want to say thank you so much for joining me today. It's been so informative, but also so inspiring. And I love what you guys are doing. And, you know, just want to wish you all the best. Like you said earlier on, lots of plans for the years ahead, which is exciting. Those dreams, those goals, may you fully reach them. May they fully be met in just amazing ways that will even astound, you know, everybody around you. So thank you so much and all the best for this wonderful, wonderful journey that you are on, but also that you are, you know, doing for our children. This is so important. So all the best and thank you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye-bye. I follow the My Story Tribe on social media and I love the Sunday Centering Thought. So today we gave that to you on Thursday, the Thursday Centering Thought. When I let go, I become lighter. What does that mean for you right now? You know, there's there's a few scriptures that actually align so much with that. You know, one that I was reading just this morning that says, cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. You know, cast your cares on God. He really does care for you. But what does that really mean? You know, is it easy to let go? I don't know. You know, when things are tough and, and uh, life is complex, when we're dealing with loss or we're dealing with pain, is it easy to let go? I don't know. But you know what? There's some practices that maybe we can put into place during this December time and I think that you know we can just reflect on these and reflect on what this means I also really really encourage you to go on over to the my story tribe website my the mystorytribe.com don't forget www.themystorytribe.com and if you are a homeschooler check out the journals you know check out the these aids that are there for children it is so powerful and I know that this journal is something that I've been looking at for quite some time and actually I've been looking at for myself don't tell anybody but you know what it's so great to be talking about how do I feel today you know what is my dream what's happening in my life what's going on although we do this for children it's so powerful for us as adults as well we talk about having an inner child that has to be nurtured we still have that inner child that still needs to be nurtured so I'm so grateful that Milan was with us I'm grateful for this you can sit with us movement I'm grateful for you know what everything that's been created for our children our children need us the world is a changed place 
There's a reason why our grandparents and our parents always say, you know, back in the day or, you know, in my day, it was like this. In actual fact, yes, you know, it actually was different. You know, even 10 years ago, things were different, even five years ago. So let us just be more equipped to be there for our children, be there with us, you know, in our children's growth in their process, not only physically. We don't only take those markers above their heads to see how tall they're growing, but we also got to look at their emotions and say, what is going on inside of you? What do you need? You know, it's not just calcium to make you grow, those great vitamins to make you get big and strong, but also how, what kind of vitamins do you need for your soul? What kind of input do you need spiritually? What do you need from me to help you during this time? It's been so good to be with you on Voice of Change. I look forward to being with you next week. Until then, take care. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.